Blog Talk Radio. It's not playing.
sorry about that rough start. We are having big storms here, so I apologize for the delay in the beginning. Welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And today we have a special guest, and it's Chris Gruen. And uh, that was one of his uh, new singles, Face the Music, off his newest release that will be coming out. We're going to be talking to him Chris is very cool. Um, he's, you know, not only coming from a very art, art-like type family, but he's in his own right and does amazing, has created this amazing music along with um, other things that he's done. So I have my co-host with me today from New York, and I also have Chris in the uh, in the studio as well. So let me bring both of them in. And just for everyone to know, this show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio On Demand. And um, with that, let me bring everybody in. And if anyone would like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. Sorry about that uh, delay again this morning or just now. Uh, Spence, you there? Yeah, it's okay, Holly. We're okay. <laughs> okay, cool. And Chris, are you there? I am, Holly. Hi. Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hi, Spencer. Oh, Chris, you sound hey. so much like your dad. Your dad's voice. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Chris, I'm, I'm sorry that you were in um, waiting in queue for a while there, and uh, I hope you didn't mind. Open the song with um, a song called Face the Music, which is really cool. And I've got also some other some of your other songs, Tightrope, What Brings what brings you? Um, uh, I've got by the fire. I mean, a lot of these tracks are really amazing. But before we get started, um, I'd like my um, co-host that is calling me in from New York to introduce himself really quickly. Um, Spence, you want to do that? Yeah. Um, uh, if nobody knows who I am, I'm Spencer Drade. I very designed album covers for the famous. In music, 22 Rock Hall inductees, and my work is in the MoMA and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame permanent collection. And uh, I'm on the Indie Cafe show with Holly Steffi, and here we go. Yay! <laughs> yeah, and Chris. Yes, Chris, hello. I'm so excited to have you here. I have such great respect for your father's work and um when i heard that you were doing music and had been doing music i was so excited because spencer had told me and when i heard these tracks i was just like whoa they're so cool and um i like your bio it's really cool um oh yeah why don't we first talk yeah no it's really cool i like i like how someone said um here wait wait um Chris Gruen writes songs about grown-up life infused with a mystic water, softening the world's sharp edges like a glass of exceptionally fine bourbon. (laughs) 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 I thought that was such a great picture painting (laughs) statement. I was like, woo, okay. You know what, before we get into um, talking about your latest Coast and um, Refuge and your other prior releases, why don't we talk about how you got into music? Because I mean, growing up in the house with your dad and and um, being around all that and the work your mom does too. I mean, it's yeah. just amazing. So I want to yeah. hear about that. What was it like for you growing up in a household like that? Well, um, we had an alternative household structure, as many people do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my parents. My parents. Uh, they were together for about ten years. Both young artists in New York City. 
um, you know, uh-huh. mid-60s mid to mid-70s. And my mother was focused in film. She was an NYU student, uh, you know, in, in, in motion film, motion yeah. picture making, uh, all documentary, all rock docs as much as I know. And uh, and my dad was shooting stills and also doing film. And they worked together, and they, they ended up uh, working closely with a lot of the bands that they started taking pictures of or making films of, like Ike and Tina. Uh-huh. And, uh yeah. And and uh, the New York Dolls, and then and then John and Yoko, and they ended up being uh, involved in their lives in different ways, also, and um, as friends and as kind of as uh, personal managers, and that was the world that I was born into. Um, and then you know the introduction of a of a baby kind of made things hard for their scene, and my parents separated when I was about one, so. I lived in the city. I lived in I lived in New York for the first four or five years of my life, and a couple, you know, in, in two different households. Um, my uh-huh. my father's and my mother's different, both in the West Village for the majority of the time. But um, uh-huh. so yeah, so the West Village was my New York experience early on, and I I was taken by my parents to to work often, and so I saw. I Wow. Yeah, I saw those. I saw the lives and the works of those rockers from the inside, and I I was well acquainted, you, you know, without even realizing it, with the melodrama of creating great art <laughs> from the inside. Yeah, out. yeah there's uh, a early lot that on, goes into that. you know, lots of lots of um, uh, of people of people in their own you know their own constant evolutions and childish behavior mm-hmm. in the grown ups, but so much fun, of course, and. And the fire and, and the spirit in those people always uh, made sense to young people. And so, you know, I, I grew up realizing that, that that art is courageous and it takes a lot of life force. And uh, and also that these guys, you know, these men and women, the greatest people doing it, made it look so easy. It was really kind of hard for me to relate to being an artist myself because these folks did it so naturally and it it's a skill that takes time. So that that took me a while to unearth and to kind of figure out. I didn't start making music until my mid-20s. Well, hey, listen, really? I want to I, I yeah. mention something here. Uh, Chris, you're going to die here because <laughs> your father, you know, I designed iconic covers with your father's photographs. I'm so thankful for that. But the other thing is I had your father on a cable show that I ran and I have a picture here. You're gonna really freak out. I got a picture of your father holding you as a baby with me uh, and your father oh, for the show. It was a promo for the show. I love how do you like it. that? I love oh, that's great. When you mentioned you as a baby, I had to bring this up. You know. Yeah, I, you know. So no, I, that's, I, that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. Bob would Bob so would take integrated. me. To, Bob would uh-huh. take me to the big concerts, and then after the big concerts at the stadiums or wherever they were, Madison Square Garden, we'd end up at Max's Kansas City or CBGB's, and I ah. was. You know, two, three, four, five, six years old, and uh, and there's great photographs of me wow. in this video with him, of me with him, and in those scenes in this video, Red Doors that I made a few years ago. The music's kind of melancholy folk singer-songwriter, but the scene is like you know me hanging out with the New York Dolls and Sylvain mm-hmm. Sylvain and uh, wow. you know and and How old and, were you? Uh, and David Johansson and I was like four, five, and I was really oh dressed up. You know, we always got dressed <laughs> up for those shows. So. That's so, this is funny. We I know. It's like, both, we're I, both you're kind of freaked out because the, the, 
Yeah, you know, the way you brought up, Chris, Chris, you were immediately thrown into the music of, of famous people. Yeah. And so uh, to get that uh, vibe surrounding you as a kid growing up, it must have been unbelievable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I I didn't know one way or the other. I, um, You know, I, I, I it was so early on that it was just kind of... I just took it for granted that this was this was the world. It was an all know. natural thing of life, yeah, yeah. for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did that influence your music in any way? Um, like what you're doing yeah. now? You Absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that because it was so intense, I kind of, I kind of uh, retreated from that. My my mother took me from New York to Connecticut, and from Connecticut to Woodstock, and I went from Woodstock wow. to Vermont because you know the city life was fatiguing. It was really hard to keep up with my dad as a young kid and you know and uh-huh. and and the scene kind of didn't make that much sense to me because the the art, you know the revelation of of that lifestyle was on stage. It was this beautiful, visceral, powerful art world, but then the lifestyle was so unhealthy and often unhappy uh-huh. and so for me I kind of I think I kind of ran away from it until I can make sense of it myself and where I kind of entered into looking and listening to music as a creator was I, I like West African folk music you know like listening to chord wow. music wow. and singers like You're that kidding. song piano no I'm not at all the song piano like the basics of songwriting from that point of view where you can do it you know, in the during the daytime, in the in, on the you know on a farm, <laughs> something it didn't have wow. to equate to drugs, drinking, and being in bars. <laughs> where I was kind of you know I was kind of nervous about that, but yep. uh, I I got over my fears of all of that and realized it doesn't have to be one way or the other. But yeah, so I started musically. I started there. But what I did, what was always influential for me, was that if you're gonna make music, you're gonna do it with every bone and every muscle in your body, and you're gonna sing from the soul. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. If if you're singing to a thumb piano, or if you're playing, you know, in a in a in a uh, heavy metal band or a band like the Ramones, you hit the stage with energy and you play like you mean it. And <clears throat> I think that living up here in Vermont, where I do now, the musicians here really notice it on me right away. They see that I play with this kind of confidence or attitude that reminds them of that that those days back then. Uh-huh. I, I think what's real. Uh, there's one thing I want to add. Your music. To me, it kind of blew me away because you're very different. You know, I know how to explain this. Your music is, has a very uh, a mixture. I mean, I could see the what they mentioned about Ryan. Ad- I'm a big fan of Ryan Adams, by the way. But you have your mm-hmm. own style. You have your own. He thing, does. But it's very, right, Holly. He's very creative and a very laid back music yeah, with a beautiful no. melody line. You have these beautiful melody lines going. Like, I love it. I love yeah, it. Like what, the song yeah. Tightrope is really different yeah. and it's really yeah, pretty. Yeah. And um, it, right. I mean, I mean, not that any of it is not prettier than the other. It's just it's so different and it's mm. got a whole different feel to it. And, yeah, um, and then some of yeah. the other music has a very country feeling to it, right. not like country western, right. but it has like that feeling, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then the rest of it is really soulful. Like you said that you loved Cat Stevens and Paul mm-hmm. Simon and. I do, too. I mean, I'm straight across the board. I listen to everything from Vivaldi all the way into, um, you know, um, into rock, hard rock, mellow rock. I mean, it's like, you know, you never know. It's like Spencer and I both, we like, hey, did you hear this song? Hey, did you hear this song? And we both mm-hmm. turn each other on. And then the same thing with yeah. movies. It's like, it's so different. So now mm-hmm. that you've been around your dad and you were around, obviously, were you around John and Yoko at all during those years? 
Yoko Moore, I, I have very I have very, very faint memories of John. I mean I, I mm-hmm. was over at their house once as a young kid, kind of like a, mm-hmm. the early version of pl- a play date with, with Sean. And I do remember, I, I remember John as the dad, you know, like the dad at the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a, and that's awesome. Kimono, and I might just be attaching images of photos that I've seen, you know, but that's how <laughs> I remember him. It's just this kind of benevolent pre- presence. And, um, yeah, so I don't have, I don't have a lot of memories of John, but, um, but Yoko, all throughout the years, I've been I've been um, reconnecting with her at different events, or awesome. or a visit, or a dinner, and Sean as well. And we we cross paths when we share stages great. every once in a while. And oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, my well, dad my dad had this way of befriending every a lot of the people he worked with. Mm-hmm. He's just a really a really wonderful soul, and people yeah, connect him easily. And uh, and and he's a re- and he's you know his appreciation of the of the music world that he's photographed runs really deep. I mean his record collection is incredible, and so you know his influence on his influence on me musically has been really profound. And the people he's turned me on to, I from bet. musical youth to Zig Zig Sputnik to you know Lefty Selecty, like really deep deep Jamaican cuts that he's gotten on the road and Jamaican music cuts that, you know, records that you wouldn't find anywhere else other than through somebody like him. And, and you start to see that way uh, the, the, the music that hasn't been curated for market at all. It's just music for music. And it's the music that influences the really powerful music that does make it to market. Um, and uh, so I would give him a lot of credit to not just the people he exposed me to, but the music that he handed me and made me listen to and pay attention to. You know, I'm going to tell you well, something, Chris. We that's did, amazing, Judith and I did yeah. a uh, fi- we did a 545 book, right? And your dad gave me some 45s. I went down to his studio, and I was really intrigued by his collection of 45 sleeves. You know, mm-hmm. he had very eclectic stuff, and uh, it was very different. You know, like every all the collectors have different. But it, uh, I'm so happy, and he gave me probably something that was so priceless in the book was the last shots of. John and Yoko together for a mm. 45 sleeve, and that's in the awesome. book. And I sent I sent the book to Yoko, and she meets. Uh, listen to this. She sends me back in two weeks a picture of her shot by Albert Watson, thanking me for thanking me and Judith for the book, and it really touched me because she saw she saw the book. You know, I mean, she saw the image. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it meant and you mm-hmm. had a lot to do with your father. Had a lot to do with your father. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to tell yeah. you that. Yeah, those guys are That's good amazing. friends. You know, I now at this point, I have two daughters. I have a five-year-old and a ten-year-old, and my wow. ten-year-old oh, wow. met Yoko when <laughs> she was five, and we just introduced my five-year-old to Yoko a few weeks ago at an event that she was a, a beautiful exhibit that she has in Soho, or actually from East Village, and you know the and and Yoko's exhibits are so generous in that they're often interactive, and the people are the exhibit. And in this case. You know, she had people breaking these beautiful porcelain cups to tie them back together with this twine and this glass and this rope and this, uh, oh, and you know, and my my, and and just you know, communing with a stone, pick your stone and place your stone, and so the, and draw on the wall and draw here. So uh, the five year old couldn't believe it. This was like her first experience of <laughs> oh, a real art show that made sense, and this made sense to her. You know, like this <laughs> right. is this is convalescent, and I see why art matters. And say, leave it to Yoko to teach my five year old. Still, you know, uh, and, that uh, that is so funny. But you know what I want to say to you is, 
your 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 life growing up has created you into what you're doing now um you know artistically so what i want to talk about is you and your music it's great that we know what your background is it's <laughs> a beautiful you. one it makes you what you are but i yep. want to know more about what made you um what tell me about some of your music and who you're playing with and what you're currently okay. working on all right. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, we've met, we've done. Uh, we're about to we're about to release the, the fourth, my fourth full length, and I do take a little bit of time, about a couple of years for each record to come out. Um, sometimes even mm-hmm. three. And um, and uh, this, it's funny that you led with that song. You played the first song you played. Face the music is my favorite off the record. It's not necessarily it's a great song. The most fun, or the you know, it's definitely not oh. the biggest pop song at all. But um, but that song you played, it's dearest to me because I feel like it's the most oh, mature nice. piece of work that I that I've come up that I've been able to to put together to produce and the lyrics you know, are I'm, fantastic, Chris. The lyrics to that song are fantastic. Yeah, a lot of my songs, a lot of my songs these days, more and more even, but really all of the music is really a dialogue between me and the clo- people who are closest. Sometimes it's an internal dialogue. But most often it's a dialogue between me and my my significant other, my my fiance, who I've been with now for thirteen and a half years. You know, I've been with wow. her for thirteen and a half years. We've Great. we have wow. two daughters together. We own homes oh, together. True. But we're, you know, we're 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 just you know we're we're just uh, getting to the the commitment and marriage part in the formal sense now because we know right. that our entire story is an evolution and mm-hmm. and the music really parallels that sometimes the songs are reflections of the conversations and the dialogues we're having or have had sometimes they are projections of the dialogues we might have in the future and in that way the songs are like spells that I'm writing oh. in hopes that they draw us forward in a particular way you know and the song that you just played has has my wife speaking or my partner speaking first talking about the her hopes and dreams of how she brings her work into the world and then the second set of, the second verse is me answering her saying we're making it we're getting there we're getting there and here are the ways you know and i really love using songs that way um i learned a lot when i was traveling around the world back in 95 as a student at goddard college i, I took a trip around the world as part of my studies and I saw that a lot of uh, the cultures I was moving through, the more primitive cultures in particular, and one in particular in the Himalayas, uh, the, um, wow. the folks that I was really? uh, yeah, the folks that I was traveling with up there, they every night we would sing, and the the small community wherever we were staying in that tea house, the, the room would split, men to one side, women to to another, and they would battle. These, they would do these song battles where they would explain to each other their perspective <laughs> from their from their from their you know their um, gender perspectives about what it is to be together. And they come together on the chorus. The chorus everyone agrees with the, the same words each time, but each verse is improvised and would be one person's you know explanation of hey this is what it's like to to go through the day and live life with you and people they would cheer man when people would come out with wow. a great line and i really believe in songs as being ways to to mature a relationship so. you, you did a you did a tour with jesse malin right Chris, yeah, that was my last big tour. It was a seven-country European tour. How was that? How was that? Oh man, that was uh, that. Talk about a, a, a growing experience, especially for the live show. The experience of really putting on a live show. 
you know, yeah. Jesse Mullins a real salt of the earth New Yorker, and uh, and wherever he goes, he brings he brings literally it's one of the names of his record. He brings the heat, like he hits the stage with a ton of energy. Right. <laughs> he puts on a real show. He slams the room with every yeah. ounce of himself. And so, you know, it's not so much about playing uh, full band rock and roll, but to bring the rock and roll energy and to play it like you mean it. And so every night, you know, I was opening solo uh, and before another really incredible band, the uh, Brothers of Brazil were also on that tour. Supla, I don't know if you know who he is, but Supla is a Brazilian superstar, I mean, yeah. megastar. I know, and, I know, yeah. you know, from Sao Paulo. Amazing. Amazing. He and his brother Juan were the duo in between me and Jesse. We had a really great time. Oh my I, God! I was incredible. playing in great rock music every night. That's such a fusion. Oh, yeah. A different yeah, type of music. It, we, at first, I wasn't sure, but you know, I, I traded in my brown leather jacket for a black leather jacket, and and you know, and, and got in the mood, and you know, put on the yeah. show. So. Great. Who's playing? That's by the way, who's so playing cute. on your album? Who's playing uh, on your album? Okay, well, yeah, who, on, the, on this new one? Are you talking about this yeah, new one? Yeah, on the new one, yeah. This new one is a very interesting approach. Up, up till now, my lead producer has been uh, Charles Newman. Uh, and, uh, mm-hmm. and Charles said, you know what, Chris, i got a handful of, of, of friends and even family who are excellent producers in Los Angeles. I want you to go start doing co-writes out there with them. And I would do, you know, we tried it a couple times, but... With this particular group of of people he selected, it was it was working right away, and uh, I came back from the first trip out out to L.A. having written two one or two songs with each one of these two or three producers, and so every time I went out there, it was a successful uh, effort over and over again. We decided we we're going to just go for a whole record of co-writes with three or four different people. So what oh. you're hearing on there are collaborations. And in, in the first song, Face the Music, that you played, uh, that guy's, the guy I was working with there, uh, Brad Gordon, I did four songs with. Um, uh, Brad Gordon works with the Weepies. He works with uh, a, a bunch, a handful of great people out there. Um, you know, I ended up working with Dan Byrne out in Los Angeles um, and, and, and brought Dan and Brad together. They became friends, and this is what co-writes are all about. The other song you're, you're referencing, Tightrope, I wrote with a, a guy named Justin Gray, who's phenomenal. Yeah, that producer. song's interesting. And yeah, and you know, each guy brings their own approach to to uh-huh. to, to writing. We're all kind of in agreement that we're kind of writing in a pop genre, but you know, they all uh-huh. do it differently, and they're all working with the fact that they hear me as a competent solo artist. So you know, with a with a vintage acoustic guitar, so they're all understanding me as like folk rock or Americana rock as a you know ballad or songwriter, but how can we produce it by still honoring that that core element? So I really feel uh-huh. like they did that, though the songs sound really different. It's, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. It do you guys is a know who? Do you guys? Do you guys know who Butch Norton is? He's a great drummer. He's I been do. with Lucinda, yes. Lucinda yes, Williams yes. forever, and everyone else. Um, yes. He's a great friend of mine now, and he's been on. He was. He's been on almost. Uh, he's definitely been on. He was all over wow. the record before this one, the, the uh, new comics from the Wooded World, and he's the drummer on Face the Music, the song you just played. He's just, you know, he's got that Jim Keltner. Savvy, and he can yeah. play anything well. Yeah. Um, but he, he just lays back so well, and um, he's in there yeah. too a couple times. That's cool. Who else Neither is playing on the album? Who, who, who else are you surrounded him? with? Do, do you that? have any other guitarists you're surrounded with on the album? On any the record, who else? Well, you yeah. know, I, other. Let me try and think about the other other songs for a second. You know, the record is definitely not finished fully, and 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 right. uh, still still some mixing mastering to be done, and. 
uh, even probably some cuts will will be considered for making it on the record or not. So I'm trying to think of other players that might make that. You know, they're, they're, the rest of the players on the record are session players, often mm. young session players who are just being really called good. in by these producers. And otherwise, right. it's us. You know, it's it's yeah yeah it's, it's us putting it together ourselves. Cool. Um, Brad Gordon is a phenomenal multi-instrumentalist who was born and raised in New Orleans. So he's playing all those instruments you're hearing are, are often him, except we'll get like a Butch Norton to do the drum wow. track. But, but you know, Brad, Brad plays horns, he plays piano, he plays bass, he plays guitars, and he does it very well. And he does it from the songwriter-producer approach. You know, rather than needing to get a hot lick in there, he does just what's needed, which is really... Uh, a valuable asset in an in a instrumentalist. So I, I, I've been having fun working with the producers. Great. Yeah. Where have you been recording? Yeah. Um, well, Brad's, the songs I did with Brad, I did at his home in his home studio. The songs I did with Justin, yeah, I, I did, I did at, with him in his home studio. So uh, each one mm-hmm. of these producers are bringing in, you know, like, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other people who might have, you might know, um, who have worked with Brad. Uh, and even though these are small spaces, these guys know how to work their space so well. So I, you know, I've had the experience of going into world-class studios like Germano in in New York City, or you know, some of the big names in L.A. like um, uh, you know Oceanway or something. Uh, but uh-huh. it's hard to get. It's hard to move into those spaces and and take them over and make them yours. And you go and you work with some. Totally these, get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You work with them in yeah. their in their living rooms or in their in their home studios, and these guys know that space so well. Um, yeah. It's been really interesting to watch that. That you know, it's not the quality of the microphone. It's not you know the the sophistication of the sound isolation. It's about knowing how to get the sound that you want, and these guys can do it in the most Great. interesting ways. So yeah, I mean, otherwise I'm working with, uh, you know, I'm working with with Charles Newman in New York City, and and he also has a home studio that he works in. Sometimes we'll move into a Germano Studios to finish a mixing or a mastering effort, um, or you know, the, to bring someone together for a minute. If we know players in town, we'll rent the studio or go and see them. And but mostly this record has been all about the people rather than the spaces. That's cool. Yeah. You know. Spencer, where did you see Chris play at the City Winery? Well, I, you know, I saw Chris a number of years ago. It's been at your dad's birthday party. It's the famous Bob Gruen birthday party, which the everybody knows about. The famous birthday party. And so, yeah, so a couple of years ago. Yeah, I know you got to do it. But I, I met, I saw Chris a couple of years ago at Bob's. Uh-huh. One, a couple, it was several years ago at Bob's party, and I said he's really interesting. But this is what knocked me out, Chris. When you when I saw you at the last one. Yeah, you were really there. I mean, to me, you had progressed a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying yeah. in sound and music and and I immediately gave you my card. I said, "You got to be on my show. You got to go." Yeah, right on, right on. You're right. I mean, I, I'm a late bloomer. You know, I like I was saying, I yeah. didn't even pick up a guitar until uh, a good deal after college and 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 start learning how to do this. And and uh, you know, touring with Jesse actually brought a, a whole new element out for me. Just like confidence yeah. Of, yeah. of 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 playing with. Full, full energy doesn't matter whether you're solo or in a full band, and yeah, it's, yeah. you know it's a process of learning how to be comfortable in your skin, and in in this case on stage like a rock and roll skin, and um, 
it's not about pretense. It's about enjoying the work of doing that. And, and, you know, like the, the idea of being nervous before the show is starting to fade completely. That, that, that just, that's not part of it for me. You know, Joe Strummer, another, another person who showed up in, in my dad's life a lot, he had this, this way of being in, in, in his work, which was just, it was completely immersion. You know, there was no, there was no on and off. It was, it was all about the love of the game all the time. And, and sometimes he was playing rock and roll and sometimes he was being rock and roll off the stage. And, but it was always that it's about lots of heart and loving what you do. So thank you for mentioning that. You know, I mean, take, sometimes it takes a little while to get, to get to that feeling and, and to know that, that's what it's about. You have a good I think, I think what's yeah, going on, I, what I'm yeah, feeling, what's going on with you, I think, Holly, uh-huh. is that you're so yeah. progressing right now. You could, you're going to get better and better and better, and it's just going to yeah. be great. He right has, now you're at that point, has, you know. He's very yeah. grounded. He's, you're yeah, very grounded yeah, you're right, in what Holly. you're doing, and that's really yeah. important. And, you know, mm-hmm. what I want to ask you, Chris, I know, um, I don't know if he's gone on. I didn't really look at a lot of where he's played but on tour wise and then also I want to ask you um, who would you like to play with that you haven't played with yet and why oh yeah wow yeah. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's a long <laughs> list um, no but um, yeah no the I've I've been focusing I think a lot of my live shows have been on the on the west coast of late and but and in, really I've been where? getting back into I've been into New York City a bunch too. I don't play at home as much as I'd like to up here in Vermont. It's just you know like I've got a lot of different irons in the fire. So when I put my time into music, I usually go to where my my uh, my camp is, so to speak, or you know where the label is or where my collaborators are. And um, <clears throat> but uh, where have I played the most? So you know I I. I play. I've been playing for years. I've been playing the hotel cafe, but I've been branching out from there. Yeah. The door. Oh yeah, the I'm hotel in cafe. You know, near San Francisco, I, so you've got to come, you've got to come to Northern California. We used to play Amnesia all the time, and we played Rickshaw, and we play. Yeah. Um, where else in San Fran have we played? That's been great. But mostly Amnesia was our was our go to. Um, Veracucha downstairs in San Francisco, that curiosity shop that had that great little speakeasy type vibe downstairs. I love that. Um, but yeah, the rickshaw was a great theater that we did. You know what? Uh, but we played up and down the really coast. What's yeah. that? You, you would be fantastic at my friend's place. Um, I was just talking about this on the show the other day, Terrapin Crossroads. You'd be really good at uh, Phil Lesh's restaurant. He's got a, oh, very cool. a great room there. Yeah, yeah that I'd love really, that. I mean, that really I love California. I mean, Los Angeles has become a really important city, especially this whole the Coast and Refuge is all all about that vibe. It has a California kind of drench and yeah. saturation, and in Los Angeles, Southern California, more so. Just I have spent more time down there of late, and the people I'm playing you know with are down there. You know where you're really good, Chris, is uh, Nashville. Your and we've done that. Nashville so it's been, New, it's been New York, Nashville, and Los Angeles for us, and a little bit of Austin, of course, for the South by. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But yeah, right. Nashville. You know, I've I played Third and Lindsley. I played um, uh, the basement there in Nashville oh, under the record store, right? Isn't that what it's mm-hmm. called? And then uh, Eight on Eight, uh, the Mercy Lounge. Um, you know, really, really great. Nashville is so cool. I mean, I, I, I almost feel like I'm not ready for Nashville yet. It's, oh, you're ready. You're ready. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't ever say that. You're ready. Oh, no. Um, he would be amazing. 
in in I Nashville. Know. I think I, I think you should like come. You know, Spencer um, has a film festival that he's doing with Lee Stewart, and I'm one of the judges. He should come mm. to the Nashville and play. Yeah, it's going to be I in May. Uh, Chris is going to be in May down in Nashville, okay. and we're doing it every year. And Holly's well, a judge. And Judith, my partner Judith and I are on the board, and Lee Stewart is a founding of the festival, and we got 1,600 films worldwide in, and we got, we're going to do a music and art, and we don't have to love to be a part of that. I'll I'll get get you, when we're ready, I'll send you a letter to you and Charles, you know what I'm saying? Great. I'd love it. I'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cool. It's been a little minute since we were in Nashville. I have a good friend, Joe Doyle, who lives in Nashville, great songwriter. He wrote up in pictures for uh, uh, who was the band now? I'm blanking. Um, Alabama. Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah. Big hit. Big hit. Oh. And mm-hmm. uh, he's a, he, he, you know, I, when I go to Nashville, he's he's generous enough to write with me and I get to sit oh, with him on his porch and, and, and learn the tradition. And yeah, Nashville is an important city for us too. Love that. Love that. But yeah, but you yeah. know, I think we, Nashville we, would be a really good vibe for him. Yeah, yeah right. I really Holly. do. You're right. I feel that instinctively. You know, I want to ask you. Um, you know, the photos that I got for you, and I and I had we had a little storm here, so it was hard for me to upload a lot of the photos. Did your dad take those pictures of you? Which ones? The ones that Charles sent you for this? The black and whites. Yeah. No, really cool. you know that picture was taken actually on that Jesse Mullen tour by a guy who came to the London awesome show pictures. at the wow. Tufnell mm-hmm. Dome. Yeah, that is a cool picture. I hadn't yeah. I hadn't seen it. It hasn't been used until this, and and we forgot about it. And that's the thing, you know. You people are are so cool that way. They come out and they want to take a couple <laughs> pictures just to see, and they end yeah. up being like phenomenally good photographers. And they, they like, are. do it secretly on as a hobby, and then they throw, <laughs> you, right. throw you a few, and you now you're hooked up, and you didn't even have to ask. Yep. And, and so we we owe a lot of people a lot of thanks. But you know, my dad's totally legendary, and one of the absolute best photographers but i always tease him because it's hard for him to take my picture because i bet you can't you know because he can't really get involved exactly like he wants me to smile like it's for his mom you know he wants me to look a certain way for the mantelpiece (laughs) that is a riot you know it is it is hard (laughs) it's hard you know if you're really emotionally involved with somebody it's like really hard to have your picture taken i mean it's like for me it's like when I have my, whenever I've had images taken of myself, it was really hard. It had to be somebody, if it were somebody that I knew and really well, and and they were taking pictures, but like, oh no, smile like you did last week at the exactly. party or whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, no, this is how I'm feeling right now, you know. So it's like, exactly. it's like capturing that very moment in time, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, I know Holly gets beyond pictures because Judith and I design an album cover, and we're close with some music musician or something that we are almost like good friends so it's very difficult it puts a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. almost because it's like you know you're so close to them it's the same thing it's relative here's another here's another piece about it is that is that as an artist in those photo sessions you're you're Mm -hmm. kind of exploring you're inventing yourself in the moment and that's kind of what makes it valuable for the viewer they are witnessing an image that is kind of uh, it, it's risky and it's, it's it's exciting because you are discovering that right then and there. You're, it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not pre-produced. It's that's kind of the 
most exciting thing about, like you're saying, about playing a great show is that you might have played that song a hundred times or a thousand times, but every night for it to matter, it has to be the first time again in some way or another. You have to be in the moment with it. You have right. to be pulling something new out of it. And so when you're when you're in front of your dad, it's hard to invent yourself. Because the pressure is there <laughs> to be uh, recognizable and to keep yeah. you cool. And and I'm teasing. <laughs> him. He's he's not. He, it's not his fault. But it, you know, like you said, you know each other, and so there's an expectation. Yes, true. You know, I have a question. Um, I was going to ask you, when you, you know, doing these tours and meeting people and so many people that say, oh, you're, you're, you know, you're Chris Gruen, you're Bob's son. So do you get treated differently or do you, or do you um, kind of, are you in your own right with all that? Well, I mean, he's the one, I'll start by saying there is the grace that, he is in one medium and I'm in another. Um, and that he's mm-hmm. a photographer, and a musician. And I think it's harder in these in these stories when both father and son, or you know, mother and daughter, mother and son, father and daughter, whatever, are both in the same medium. You know, musician, musician, or a photographer, photographer, writer, writer. Um, it is a little bit easier for me to be in my own right that I'm doing something a little different. But I definitely yeah. get treated a little differently because I'm yeah, definitely. Son. I bet you would. And, and that sword can cut both ways. I mean, one of the only really bad uh, reviews I ever got was that I just didn't live up to the expectation of, you know, being in that oh, God. In that world. And, the, you know, like, the music was super alternative and went all over the place. And, and it, you know, like, so, but, it, that, so that can happen. And I often think about the pressure that uh, Sean Lennon lives under, you know. Um, oh, big time, I bet. You know, you know I, mean? I, I gotta tell you, Chris, uh, Sean Lennon, two years ago, sends me a message, and he said, you know, I was, I worked, you don't know this, but I worked on John Lennon's Imagine album, Trade Is, you know, mm. like but anyway, uh, Sean sends me a letter, and he sends me a message, and he says, you know, he says, I couldn't believe, it. he was opening up to me, he says, you know, Spencer, all my friends are just, they're, they're getting all these, like, reaping all these awards. This was several years ago. This was before yeah. he was really progressing, right? And yeah. so I said to him, look, just don't think about that. Just do your music, and things will just come in, you know? Yeah. And look yeah. and look where he is right now. But he had yeah, this yeah. whole thing, what you're talking about, This I could feel the pressure. You know, it was yeah. like... And I'm what sure he did that he did. Yeah. He had to feel like yeah. he had to live up to his father's reputation, just like Julian. Yeah. I mean... Exactly. Julian's in his own right. He's got his own artistic thing. But you know what? I want to ask you, Chris. What do you? What kind of music are you listening to right now? Mm. Besides your own. Um, what do you? Spinning? You know, at home I'm <laughs> listening to. You know, at, I'll I'll be perfectly honest to you. The state we we do a lot of Pandora at home, and this is me and my uh-huh. beautiful family, my beautiful wife, and my two beautiful daughters. We listen to a lot of Kanono Number One. Oh God, you're in for trouble. Do you know us all women? I live in a matriarchy, a bunch of powerful, beautiful oh, women. Wow. Yeah, I'm working. Um, but you know, I don't know if you know these these African African bands like Kanono Number no. One, yes. an amazing Pandora yes. station, and they and that's uh-huh. like going back to the roots. But we listen to wow. you know we listen to Built to Spill, Pandora, and on there the new Modest Mouse music, and mm. you know bands like uh, you know, like Cage the Elephant are on there. These new kind of edgy, intelligent, real punk rock yeah. bands and um, but you know, I I I flock towards uh, stuff that, uh, well, historically I I flock towards alternative singer songwriter indie pop, like you know Sufjan Stevens and Iron and Wine were some of my first 
modern American influences when I was writing my first record. And then, you know, uh, Andrew Bird and um, and bands like that, or even Arcade Fire influenced the second record, things like that. Love the Arcade Fire. But Ryan Adams, like real songwriters like Ryan Adams. Yeah, Ryan Adams is great. Major influence, major, major influence. But, you know, I don't know. I, I've been paying attention to a little bit of pop radio now, um, working with these producers in Los Angeles, but also because I have a 10-year-old who makes me pay attention. And bands oh, like, like Hosier and, and, and Lord come out through those channels sometimes, and you realize <laughs> there's a really a really uh, profound voice here and there in those channels. And it doesn't, you don't have to compromise. You just have to work really hard to make all those pieces. Come I'll together. tell you, you know, it's interesting when uh, uh, Judith, my partner has two beautiful kids and what their music really influenced me learning a lot out there. Yeah. What yeah. they were, just what you're talking about. It's like the family, almost like learning other yeah. things. They turn you on to these other heads. And, and you know, and you, you know, this Chris, your kids are very, I mean, your children are smart. They're in a zap world. They yep. pick up things really fast, much faster than my world when I when I was brought up, and and you just learn all these new things, right? I yeah. mean, it's like yeah. The influence, yeah. Absolutely. Of- I mean, if you're not afraid of it, you know, you you got to be careful of the 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 commercialism of commercial radio, and you know the fact that that your ears can get really saturated with noise if you're not careful. In there, there's some of the greatest artists of the day, you know, you got your Adele's, you've got these other, you know, yeah. these, these young, these people who are really, really, truly talented are bringing something new to the entire world. And, and, uh, when I was a kid, I listened to pop radio and that was unabashedly, I wasn't ashamed, you know, and, there, and, and you got to remember there's value there and you can't hide from it. But, you know, at the same time, I, I'm still way more interested in, in, in the indie music world. And, um, yep. And I'm committed Me to too. it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm an indie person. We're you know, all both. Holly and I are indie guys. Yeah, indie women, totally. Indie yeah. Guys, you know. And you know, and you know, you listening to the um, music that you've been listening to. Like I listen to a lot of music from uh, Costa Rica. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's really funny, and a lot of the music, a lot of the fusion music, and it's really interesting because you got you get you get to experience all these different types of instruments that you never knew existed yeah yeah i was i I was brought up uh by the way i was brought up through chris blackwell at island i designed uh, yeah the reggae line i designed for bob marley's label and the reggae line which holly knows and and a lot of the uh way out at axiom records that was interesting yeah and yeah and axiom records who brought on musicians that were all over europe you know alternative sound and so i was radio's do the shit, Chris. Have you listened to Prague? Yeah. No. Have you, okay, that's Genesis, Marillion, Alan Parsons, um, Camel. Oh, did you say? Well, I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear what you said. Do I listen Prague. to who? I'm sorry. Can oh, Prague. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hear me, okay? Yeah, Prague yeah, radio. yeah. There's Most a Prague yeah. radio station you could listen to on the net, and it's called Prague Radio. It's called Moro, M O R R O W. And I okay. mean, I'm not. In any way, um, you know, working with them, I'm just saying that that's something that I turn on just to listen to different kinds of music. And yep. then, obviously, then there's their Swiss radio, which basically plays in my house 24-7 um, through my speakers everywhere in the room. It's because I listen, I listen to it because not only because 
there's three different stations on Swiss radio, but it's really interesting because you're really experiencing all different kinds of music on that. And then you're listening to Pandora. I listen to Pandora too, but then I got into the Apple music. Um, yeah. I subscribe to that. And it's mm-hmm. really cool because with Apple music, you can play a whole album without just playing one song. Like you could say, you could say on your phone or whatever is in the house, whatever you want to listen to when it plays it. If you don't have it in your collection, like I'm sure Spencer has, because he's got a million records. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, oh, wait, I want to ask you, Chris, did you catch vinyl? What did you think of it? Vinyl on HBO. I haven't seen it. I haven't been watching oh, it. You've you got know, to I, watch it. <laughs> you like it? You've got to try it. You've got to try it. There's been a lot of write-ups on it. Everybody's got different opinions, but I yeah. think you should try it. I have to. I went through the first episode. It didn't really knock me out, but you know what? It made me want to see the next ones. And everybody, yeah, yeah. Like, you got to yeah. see it, right? You got to follow up on it, right? Well, Holly? you know, we don't, we don't Absolutely. have, we don't, we don't, yeah. we don't, <laughs> we don't have cable at our house up here in Vermont. You know, to give oh. you a little context, I live on. Uh, I live on about 70 acres on a mountainside in Vermont. My oh, my wife is, my wife is an organic farmer and oh, uh, and great man, you're really? like the old west. Oh, like the old great. No, no, right, Spencer, we're the old east. We're the old east. Old east, the old right? West. The old east. I love it. I love it. The old Spencer, east. Spencer, his wife and I would get along great. I'm. A, I'm yeah. a I know. You're, oh, by the way, Chris, Holly oh, is God. an amazing cook, and she's a creative, amazing cook. So wow. your wife and Holly would probably get so um, right on with food. I grow. I gotta tell you. I grow all my own stuff, Chris. She I'm grows on, her I'm own organic beer. stuff. Ollie. I'm on a great. vineyard, so we have sustainable oh, no. gardening here. Nice. So I grow all my. Where are you exactly, Holly? Herbs. Where Where are you located? Sonoma, which is right. Oh, you're in Sonoma. Um, Sonoma. Old Town Sonoma, where the vineyards Beautiful. are, like Beautiful. Old Town Sonoma. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's really pretty. I mean, the last couple of days it was like 75, and now all of a sudden we've had like this like major storm you know so it's been crazy here but um and that's why i was a little like i said i apologize to everybody tuning in again again today we have a special edition with chris gruen and his new music coast and refuge and all and all the other stuff that he's talking about along with my co-host from new york spencer Drake, um the indie cafe on red velvet media if you tuned in late the show will be available on itunes afterwards I just say that really quick because a lot of people tune in late. For everyone listening in the chat room, thank you for listening. And I'm looking at the numbers of p- people listening live, and it's quite um, a lot. And you can download it and listen to it as a podcast. But, yeah, no, Chris, what I do is um, I totally get it. Like, you know, you don't have the Internet. You can get, you can, um, yeah, we, can. We, do have the, we do have the Internet. We just don't have cable television. Yeah, right. and that's kind of, we, can, that. we could have it. We could have it. We just you, you know what's a good show yeah, is no, Palladia no, no. on cable. Palladia is really good, uh, Chris. Palladia okay. is awesome. Palladia, the, the station, VH1 family, but it's not like VH1. It's like a very pure film festivals, live at Daryl's mm. house, Jules Holland, and a lot of new musicians. Nice. It's a great channel. Cool. And it's awesome. And there's a lot of documentaries. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Hey, listen, hey, I've come got, Holly, I gotta run. Holly, oh, okay. I gotta run. I gotta okay, run. Okay, all right, to... I'll, fin- I'll finish it up. 
Hey, Chris, I'm sorry. I have to leave. I'm I'm meeting Eddie Trunk from VH1 tonight at a panel, so I gotta go. I gotta run. You better go. Good talking to you, Spencer. Hey, listen, I love you, guy, and we'll be in touch. Okay. Bye. You know that. Thank you. Thanks for Holly, I love you, and have a good show, and I'll I'll speak to you people later. Sounds great. Okay. Chris, you don't mind doing the show just with me, do you? Not at all. Not at all. I was just (laughs) gonna say that you know we come near you. I think through your area between when we when we tour between Los Angeles and. uh, San Francisco, we always go through San Francisco, yeah. and, you know, we, we go and we see the crush over, at, you know, in uh, in Slow, and we, we play live there almost always, and mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and we go through Monterey, you know, we make we make excuses that we get so to go there. through Big Sur, Big Sur and, and check mm-hmm. out uh, the coastline, and yeah, I love your neck of the woods. You guys have some of the best outdoor concerts in the country in those vineyards. You guys are some of the most amazing. amazing venues of all. Yeah. They're yeah. just getting ready to do Bottle Rock. They just announced the lineup for Bottle Rock, and it's still adding on, and this year it's pretty intense. And then um, Harvest Time here is always really cool um, because last year they had Chicago, Ringo Starr. Um, it was pretty cool. There were a nice. lot of people that came in town. And it's funny because, you know, Sonoma's so, like, in its own like little can its own little world, and a lot of do, people do come in from out of town on weekends and stuff. And I call them the weekend warriors, the ones that go to the vineyards and get blasted and then get dry, <laughs> drive on the roads like stupid yeah. idiots. But um, yeah. but I want to say, you know, we like really. There's a lot of people that live here. I mean, Carlos Santana lives down the street. Tommy mm. Shaw. Um, mm. you've got Tommy Shaw. Um. Quite a lot of other people, you know, all live in this area, and it's really funny. The Doobie Brothers, they have a um, their own recording studio right near me um, at Beer Cone Winery. Very and cool. yeah, like you said, there's a lot of outdoor concerts. Like you know what they do every weekend or during the week, they have these like musicians that will be traveling through. And they stop at a winery, maybe they'll do a set, like an unplugged thing, you know, like just all of a sudden, maybe um, like uh, just random anyone will just show up like Neil Young or whatever. And they're just out there on the patio and they're playing. And it's just it's just so like very real. It's it's real life, you know. Yeah. So I totally got what you're saying. Yeah. And um, do you um, find yourself when you're out? And you're playing, and obviously you mentioned Big Sur and how beautiful it was. Do you like taking pictures too, like your dog? Oh, you know, I went through a period of of taking pictures more intentionally, mm-hmm. and I had a dark room in my house, and you, <laughs> you know, did. I, I did, I did. He it was actually one of the the coolest father son projects ever. He came up and I and he built it. He built the dark room. You know, we went to the lumber right. store together. The lumber yard, and that was—I didn't even know he could do that. Actually, tell you the truth, I didn't know he could build wow. things. Wow! <laughs> so but yeah, no, I don't really—I t- don't take pictures uh, more than mm-hmm. anybody else um, with their phones, and just to you know snap this or that. But I know how. You know, if someone hands me a camera, and, yeah. and I could actually probably make shift a, a photo session, just being aware of what the objective is and how to how to make things come to life that way. But. Um, I definitely respect the the medium uh, tremendously, and uh, it's interesting, and, isn't it? It like captures yeah. a moment in time. Oh, absolutely! Just the relationship I mean, between trying to get 
mm-hmm. as much of a story into a, into an image as you can, and to know how to wait for the the angle of the energy you're looking for. You know, you, I really I'm not interested in the in uh, in posed pictures. I'm you know if I'm gonna if I'm gonna shoot people in posed um, settings, that I would wait for them to start fidgeting to try and get into position before taking the picture. I, mm-hmm. I would like something a little bit unplanned in there. Um, but that's just me. No, I'm not really a photographer. I, I'm definitely more of a musician. Well, you like, though. You like images. I'm very yeah, image-oriented. Do. It's really uh-huh. funny. It's like um, I'll be driving down the street. It's really funny I'm known for this. I'll be driving down the street in my car, and I'll see something just that very moment. And I, and I do a U-turn, and I park, and I'm pulling my cow pasture or, like, uh, by this yeah. field of mustard because right now it's, it's like we just had, like I said, it was really nice, and then now we're having all this rain, so everything is in full bloom right now, right? Beautiful. So the people with allergies don't want to come here right now, but, um, I mean, I never had allergies till I moved to this area, but, you know, the mustard fields are just absolutely gorgeous. And nice. your father would have a, a total appreciation of that because it's like capturing the right moment, right when the sun hits that flower or that color. <laughs> And it's trippy. It's like, um, I don't know if you know anything about Sonoma. We're known as the Valley of Rainbows and also the Valley of Wow. We have a rainbow at least once or twice a day in the valley here. Wow. The other day, the other day, I swear, this is is no no kidding. And you'll see it um, since now we're friends on Facebook. Um, If you go on there, you'll see I was driving, and all of a sudden, it was the middle of a storm. It was, like, really sunny all day, and then all of a sudden, it just torrential downpour and then hail, and all of a sudden, this rainbow, double rainbow, and it went directly from my friend's house all the way across the sky and touched the ground, and I took a picture. That very moment, it was like, it was like, it was like, it was like, you know, like a Lucky Charms commercial or something like that. (laughs) We get them here in Vermont, too. Yeah, it happens. Oh, yeah. It happens like that sometimes up here too. You just can't believe how perfect it is, and there's the moment. The yeah, definitely. beautiful, huh? Oh yeah. It's oh, really absolutely. It's pretty there. Yeah. What do you guys it's, do? It's what do we do? What do you guys do there on your free time? Yeah. Well, uh, we you have very little free about? time, believe it or not. Gi- my, oh, my, wow. my, 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 my uh, wife is an organic farmer. She grows on about six mm-hmm. acres right now, and um, wow. And she grows beautiful produce, and uh, and she? I also was it yeah Ooh. yeah that's her thing and she sells uh, she sells all of what she grows so that's a full time job for her that's amazing and in the off season she mm-hmm. she you know she she comes to as much of uh, into the music world that I'm in as possible and graces the rooms that I'm in and makes them better and you know, lights them up for me, and she's just wonderful, and and it's a really, you know, a symbiotic, beautiful relationship, and one that we want to foster. She's also a musician and a really fun collaborator. Yeah, yeah, she's taught me a lot of what I know, and and she's uh, she's more and more, I think she and I will be co-writing partners. We're writing great songs now. You'll probably hear them on the next record. Oh, yeah. that would be so cool! And you know, she'll yeah. have a total appreciation of what I have. I have um, olive trees on my on my property, and oh, fig nice. trees. And when nice. it's fig when it's fig season here, 
there, we, we, you know, I've seen people sit by the side of the road and they sell these tiny little cartons of figs, like fresh figs, like you go home and cut them and have them, put them on bread with a little bit of butter. We definitely oh my envy God, that, cheese. yeah, with a little goat cheese. Oh, yeah, that, that's absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yes. And olives. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we have, have a very, believe it or not, you're, believe it or not, yeah. I mean, you guys definitely have better weather for longer, uh, you know, each yeah, year. But, but Vermont and, and your good. neck of the woods, there's we share a lot of, you know, we, we share agrarian Vermont. respect for agrarian lifestyles and good food mm-hmm. and living down to earth in that way. And, um, totally. But Vermont is, 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 is also very progressively minded and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the population are activistic and, very conscious about the way they live, and that's why we love mm-hmm. Vermont. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, a very special place to be. But yeah. how far is Vermont from New York? I I can't remember because I've been to Vermont quite a few times, but I just right. didn't remember how far it was. Well, where we are, we're in the capital, uh, just outside of Montpelier. So we're in the mid central mm-hmm. part of the state, and to get to New York City it takes about five and a half hours driving, or you just go to the bad. airport and take a quick 40 minute flight down it's not too bad and um mm-hmm. but you know we border the entire state so go depending on where you're trying to get to in new york state we're right next to it <laughs> it could be very so your dad, a short did trip your dad come and see you did your mom and dad come to vermont a lot yeah he comes up all the time My dad. Comes up to, to, to all the holidays and the kids we go down to him and oh, that's yeah awesome. It is. It's a nice thing. Well, you know, thank you so much for for featuring this new music too. Like, I, I appreciate you. No, it's probably the first amazing. public display of that song, and and uh, no one's heard oh, it yet. Oh, that's so. great. Well, yeah. you know, you sent me some other tracks besides yep. um, the one that I played. I have um, Tightrope, um, By the Fire. I'm looking yep. to face the music which we played. Yep. And Body in Motion. Yep. So yep, why, don't we, why don't we talk about those tracks really quick, and then we'll end our show with Tightrope. Is that cool? Or would you like yeah, to end it with fine. another song? No, no, I, I'd rather you pick the one you like uh, if you if you listen no, to them. No, it's what you like, too. I want to hear the story <laughs> behind it. Okay, well, you so, know, the, all so the, of the list that you just listed, Face mm-hmm. the Music and By the Fire and Body in Motion, those are all mm-hmm. by Brad Gordon. Um, what brings Fantastic. you? That song, what brings you, is the fourth by. When I said by Brad, it's all. They're all the songs he produced with me. Those are all the co-writes I did with Brad Gordon. Brad, mm-hmm. Brad and I had a lot of success together, and um, and that song, what brings you, um, has already been used for a major uh, American Eagle Outfitters commercial, which went around the world. Oh, and that really? Was really? Yeah, that song. That song. And what's amazing is that the commercial. The American Eagle commercial that they set it to, mm-hmm. most of the shots of the of the of the, you know the the models in in those shots are all they're running through the meadows and the coastlines that that song is was written all about, which is the stretch between Los Angeles and Santa Barbara, and so mm-hmm. it, it was just a really you know it's it's rare that the commercial and the and the music that that you you. Uh, that's either being licensed for it from you or you writing for it, match so well so. You know, I really I like the way that one looks, so I mention it. But um, yeah, we've already had a little bit of success with this unreleased material in that sense. And if you were going to choose one, maybe you know, Tightrope is is out of that list is the one that one of the two that I did with Justin uh-huh. Gray, and it's so it's a different producer. Okay. You may want to listen to that one, and and uh, it's a great song. Uh, it's a major production. It's big and 
Charles Newman also um, plays on it. My uh, my my cousin Chris Hills is the guitarist on it. He's great. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a fun song too. It's actually a very serious song. It's kind of heavy. So if you mm-hmm. wanted a, a something upbeat, what brings you is full of energy, and by the fire is pretty pretty bright too. It's up to you, whichever you like. Wow. Well, you know what I wanted to say. This is um, going to be released. Um, it's slated for a fall 2016 release. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, summer fall 2016. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, and you, and Chris, it's K R I S, and then G R U E N is on Facebook. Go ahead and like his music. And then, Chris, you also have a website, which is really cool. Um, There's a lot of really good information for us and stuff on there. And I want to thank you so much for being here today with us. It's Friday, guys. Please do not drink and drive. I have to tell everyone that. Please do not drink and drive. And, um, you know, make, make it the weekend, you know, like do something really, you know, for yourself. And I always like to leave it on a positive note. So, you know what I think? I think um, we'll end it with What Brings You, because you said that's a really upbeat song. So, And you like that song, too. I yes, can hear it, it in your it, voice. It seems to be so, one of the ones that people are gravitating towards. So, yeah, let's, well, let's, let's play it. All right. Well, let's thanks play, so much, Holly. playing Ollie. on this one? Yeah, no, no, no. Thanks for being here. And, again, who's playing on Tightrope with you? I'm not are we doing what, t- what Brings You? What brings you? That's a Brad Gordon mm-hmm. track. He and I did it, and um, it, it it's mostly he and I doing most of the the, the uh, instrumentation and all the the, the okay. vocals and stuff you're hearing on there. Yeah. Cool. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. And you know what? We'd lo- I'd love to have you back. And again, Thanks. if you miss the show, um, it'll be available on iTunes afterwards and shortly right afterwards on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And I want to thank Spencer Drake for being here today, and also you, Chris. And uh, please give my best to your dad and your mom. I know they're I listening. They must be so proud of you. So let's play <laughs> What Brings You. And you guys have a great weekend, and we'll be back next week. Have a beautiful Thanks, day. Thanks, Here you guys go. You're welcome. Let's manifest this mantra Pull me out Western sky Afternoon Ventura Festival of blinding light Straight to Santa Barbara Anonymous Just passing by Like the crystal candelabra Streets shine When we sing
Prioritizing motion to launch to the 